Yo, what is up? We're back. Another episode of Novelty Voice. It's Adam Karendang here sitting at Wave One Media on Monument Circle at 120 Collective. Um, I'm sitting here with a good friend, Josh. What's good, bro? What up? What up? Chilling, man. I'm <laughs> glad you uh, got on the show. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited for this interview. Um, last week, so last week on episode 21, we had Tristan Parmley on the show, which is Josh's business partner. So a yeah. lot of this stuff is going to be aligned, but it was only right to get you on the show right after him and, sure. and kind of continue that conversation. Um, but real quick, you know, for the listeners, if you're new to the show, if you haven't watched it before... Um, Novelty Growth, it's a platform for creative entrepreneurs and professionals to be heard. You know, our goal is to interview really successful or up and coming movers and doers and get to know them more on a personal level, uncovering their journey, their mindset and their vision for what they're doing. You know, hopefully giving them an opportunity to share their story and inspire people who are listening to turn their dreams into reality. So hopefully (laughs) this this show, this uh, story that you know I'm about to uncover from Josh is going to inspire people to you know uh, take action mm-hmm. and, and really uh, push the needle forward for whatever they're they're trying to do. Uh, so you know you're an entrepreneur, you're a co-host of your guys's podcast that we talked about last week called Mind Flux. Yep. Which I still love the name, by the way. <laughs> right on. Uh, and then also the co-owner of Ampro Revenue. Yep. So, um, you know, we touched on a, a more detail of kind of like what you guys, you know, are doing with your agency, um, your podcast. So we won't go into the exact same direction. Um, but real quick, just reeling things back and starting from, you know, the very beginning, man. Where are you from? Yeah, so I'm actually from Indianapolis, Indiana. Represent. Born, born and raised. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Indianapolis, I uh, went to North Central High School. Okay. Live on the, I live on the northwest side of Indianapolis. Um, so I just grew up, you know, just a regular kid, played <laughs> sports. I played baseball growing up. Okay. Um, that's, like, consumed most of my time. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as I went to the, as I graduated uh, high school, I went to Indiana State University. Okay. Um, which is where you met Tristan. That's where I met Tristan, random roommates. Yeah, um, which is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny how life happens. Yeah, we actually, uh, we recorded a video um, on just our backstory, we're actually dropping that here pretty soon. Nice. Um, okay. Or yeah. is that on Instagram that you're gonna drop it? Or? Yeah, Instagram, YouTube. Um, okay. It'll be everywhere. Cool. Bet. Yeah. And so, how many siblings do you have? So I have, let's see, uh, three, no, four other sisters. Okay. So one full sister who I we grew up same mom, same dad. Um, and I have two stepsisters that are twins, and then I have an older sister that's a year older than me. Okay, gotcha. Wait, so you're the youngest then? Or uh, I'm the middle. You're middle. I'm the yeah, yeah. I'm the second oldest. Gotcha. And so, so, what what were your hobbies besides baseball? What were your hobbies growing up? Um, let's see. Honestly, man, it's just, I just kicked it. Like I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just chill. I, I played video games up until a certain age for sure. But like honestly, like baseball was like really just like everything for me. Like I, every weekend practices all throughout the week so let me ask you this you don't play video games anymore i don't play video games anymore why because it doesn't stimulate my mind anymore Mm. um i used to play all the time i used to get the new games and everything but it got into i think high school beginning of high school where literally i would play video games and five minutes in i would want to quit because like (laughs) It just wasn't fun no more. Like, it wasn't stimulating my mind or nothing. Was that because you were, like, doing some – were you just – it just really just didn't stimulate your mind at all? Or were you um, kind of already in, like, uh, that taking action of entrepreneurship mindset back then or not yet? Yeah, no, that not even yet because um, this was, like, right before high school when I was really okay. stopped 
you know, playing. Gotcha. Um, it just wasn't, I don't know what it was. Like, it's weird. Like, I have my friends ask me that I want to play, or they'll be playing and be like, do you want to, do you want the controller? I'm like, nah, like, I'm cool. <laughs> it just wasn't, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's just, I wasn't entertained no more. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, you know, growing up, what was, I'm sure you wanted to be a professional baseball player. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. what else though? Like, I mean, what, how'd you, uh, what was that dream job for you growing up? Yeah, so it's crazy because it's crazy I'm in entrepreneurship now. So mm -hmm. for me, um, I always remember just saying, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be mm. an entrepreneur. But I never really knew what that meant. I just knew that, you know, they made some money. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I knew. Yeah. And I just always said that. I always said, I even, I wish I had this letter because my sixth grade teacher had us write a letter to our future selves that they actually mailed to us like eight to ten years later. Oh, that's dope. And I need to find it somewhere in my room. Yeah. But on there I said I want to be an entrepreneur. So it's funny just like how that like came like full circle. Do you know um, like why you want to be an entrepreneur? Did you have influences in your life, your parents? Like who was the entrepreneur in your life? Or did you just like randomly hear that one day and you're like, that sounds cool? Yeah, so I didn't I – didn't, I don't have anybody in my family directly who – did anything business wise or anything i think the biggest thing it was i knew that they had like control mm. so i really growing up i really didn't have much control of my different situations so like i kind of equivalented that to like entrepreneurship i can if i have my own stuff i can like control you know mm. my own my own way in life so i think that's kind of like why that's like always stuck that makes sense okay cool so I guess early on then, I mean, without you even realizing it, I guess you decided in, what did you say, like like sixth grade that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Yeah. Okay. And then was there any like business venture that you wanted to start or did you even know that that entrepreneurship <laughs> was like starting your own business? You just knew it would like make money. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really know much. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I saw candy here and there. Yeah. 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 I mean. But that's all I really, that's the extent of it. Never really like anything like crazy. Um, so when was that that first entrepreneur journey for you? Was that when you started your digital agency in college or was there something in high school that you did? Yeah, so it was actually the summer before college. I got introduced to network marketing. Okay. And that's where everything like changed. Mm. Everything. Okay, go into it. Why did it change? Yeah, so for me... At that point, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. So I, I always said I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but it got, it started getting real when I had to go to college and decide <laughs> what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I actually decided to study, uh, that I was going to study athletic training. That's because I was so still in that mindset of sports. I was like, oh, that makes sense. I like being around athletes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But so it came to be about May, I believe. And that's when, you know, I went to this home event um, with network marketing. And I was totally against it. I, <laughs> I told so many friends no. But what, what was your perspective on network marketing before you know you actually got involved with it, and yeah. when you weren't for it? Yeah. So I was totally against it. Of course, what everybody does, they go to Google, <laughs> they research, and the first thing they see is scam. Yeah, yeah. So right then and there, I was just like, I'm not about it. Like, that's the first thing I seen. And whenever you see something bad, first hearing it, you just go with what you you hear or see yeah um so that's kind of like where i was like literally told people like no like i'm not with it like that's stupid that's dumb <laughs> all that stuff it was crazy but it wasn't until my cousin introduced me and it was it was wild because at first when he first told me i was like nah dude but then he called me one night and he was just talking for like a two hours straight like telling me how much i need to like really think about doing this and that's what kind of convinced me to go to a meeting. Mm. Still having the mindset, I'm not really with it. But then, like, 
30 minutes later, my mind was blown. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what, I mean, what was it for you in that meeting that made you change your perspective just like that? Yeah, so it was seeing someone just like me with a certain amount of success. Mm. And that's because I'm the type of person, if I see somebody do something and I believe I can do it, like, I believe I can do it. Like, yeah. And the guy that was talking literally was no different than me. So I'm mm. like, okay, like. I can do what you do, so let's get started. Like, <laughs> I love it. And yeah. so what was, um, obviously, so I was kind of the same situation, man. Uh, you know, I got introduced to network marketing when I was um, a senior in high school, mm -hmm. um, going to be a freshman in college, kind of in that transition phase. Uh, and I wasn't against it. I, or I was against it for mm -hmm. sure, you know, that same type of mindset. And then my sister introduced it to me. Um, and then I went to a meeting and I literally saw the same thing. I saw yeah. people that were, I was like 17 at the time. I saw people that were 22, 23 our age right now who mm -hmm. were just absolutely crushing it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, literally that same mindset. I was like, if these guys can do right. it, then like, <laughs> I think I can do it. Right. Um, so, you know, I saw what that did for me, but it, it you know, it really wasn't necessarily like. You know, I had like a ton of success and made a, like a shit ton of money in network marketing or anything. Mm -hmm. um, but it was what I learned through the process. And that's mm -hmm. when I first got introduced to entrepreneurship and, you know, the mentorship and, mm -hmm. and reading, et cetera. So that's really what changed my life. Um, wasn't like necessarily the money that you like I made from it because it was, really wasn't a lot. I made some money, but it wasn't yeah. a lot not life-changing money, but it was the relationships that I made, mm -hmm. you know, through that and then the mindset that I developed. So my question for you is, did you kind of have that same type of experience with, um, you know, when you, when you took the action, you got involved in network marketing, was that kind of when you first got introduced to um, the mindset of successful individuals, the mentorship and all of that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, that's what that was the biggest impact for me being involved with that because mm. I read my first book Rich Dad Poor Dad literally read Same. it in two days literally. Like, <laughs> I read it in two days never read a book ever but it was so like that whole type of thinking just blew my mind it was like this has been out here the whole time and I had no idea none of, nobody in my family has taught me any of this mm. um and it was crazy too because the first day the first day after I got involved I actually locked myself in my room and it was like consuming hour-long audios all day just really going in <laughs> and doing a lot of stuff they tell you not to do when yeah. to calling your friends <laughs> but uh but yeah it the whole mindset part was the biggest thing and just being around that energy because you can't go anywhere else and be around so many positive people mm. um which i mean there's probably some places out there but there's very little where everybody in a room is fired up like, yeah and that's the biggest thing for me like i needed to be around positive people i need to be around positivity because like, it's infectious and it it really, I'm, I, I got addicted to that once I got to experience that. So where did, after, you know, um, so how long were you in network marketing? Was it a couple years or? Yeah, so it was a couple years. Okay, um, so where, where did that repel you to? Yeah, yeah, so I did the couple years with the first company, then things happened, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I went to another company, which okay. I followed, Darren, Okay. Um, too. Yep. And that's where he's working with Bob Proctor and his wife and everything. So I did that. But then I got to a point where I was just like, I don't know if this is for me anymore. Mm. Um, just because I just wanted to build something for myself. And the business was too relied on other people. Yeah. And I like, it goes that, back to that control thing. Not that, you know, I'm a controlling person, but I, 
I like control over my life. I like to make a decision and it be totally like my fault. Yeah, and based <laughs> off of, you know, if if it succeeds or if it fails, it's it's because of you. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. I can relate. And so um you ended up kind of pivoting and, and getting out of the industry. And then were you kind of like stuck in a transition period to where you're like, oh, well, now what? Like, what do I really do? Or did you jump right into um, a business venture that you started? Yeah. So I actually took some time to just really figure out what I wanted. So I kind of the second company I was in, I was like in, but I wasn't. I had like a, a toe in. Yeah. Just like kind of just so they don't ask really questions. But I was in the search for something new. And during that time, you know, I started consuming a bunch of different entrepreneurs content. And that's when I came across Ty Lopez, mm. which was the point that changed everything. Yep. Because, um, you know, consuming his information and everything, it was good. But then he started dropping hints that he was going to drop a social media marketing course. And once he started talking about that, I started doing my research. And I was like, man, this dude is a genius. Like, this is it. <laughs> and I just told myself, once he drops that course, I'm going to buy it. And he dropped it, and I did. And then, like, that's when I went to Tristan. I was like, yo, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. And that's that how that whole transition happened. Okay, so this is super interesting because our stories are very aligned. Obviously, completely different experiences, mm-hmm. but just like that transition, it's, it's very aligned. So did you um, – consume any of Ty Lopez's content before the SMMA? Did you do the 67 steps or how did you know of Ty Lopez? Yeah, so I first seen his YouTube ad, I think. That's yeah. how a lot of people. Yeah. And then, but now I just started watching a Snapchat every single day. That's probably the only content I really consume. I actually bought the 67 steps a couple of programs after I bought the SMMA? Social, yeah. Gotcha. Um, okay. Which is crazy because the 67 steps is like his entryway into yeah. everything. But I was like backwards with it. <laughs> um but I was just literally watching Snapchat every day, just taking everything in. He was saying, just consuming it, learning so much. Because, like, the way he lives is super interesting to me. Yeah. And because, like, his lifestyle is, like, the type of lifestyle that I like. Like, mm-hmm. he's pretty flexible, gets yeah. to do what he wants to do. For sure, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let me ask you this, though. So you buy this program, and I Tristan ex- shared kind of, like, that experience of – uh, I think he was more so like he had talked about how you brought it to him and, mm-hmm. you know, he first, you know, didn't really, you know, was thinking it through more so. And then mm-hmm. one day he just like was in the kitchen cooking and turned around and was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that like? What, what was that story and that experience in your perspective? You know, obviously, so you're the one that bought this program and mm-hmm. you're like, this is it. Yeah. I got it. So yeah. like, what did you just take it straight to Tristan? And this, you knew that, you know, at the time, like he was your, the go-to partner that you wanted to do this with or kind of like unfold that story for me. Yeah, for sure. So when I bought the program, my whole mindset was, I mean, I, so I could do it by myself mm-hmm. for sure. No doubt. But I realized, and you know, listening to other entrepreneurs, you need to find people who balance whatever your weaknesses are. Mm. And you know, it was the, our whole college career, you know, being, you know, having that friendship and everything. He's totally opposite for me. He's white. I'm black. <laughs> he's a talker. I'm really not like that. I'm, I talk, but I'm not like, you know. Yeah. But um, so like I was like, Tristan is literally like that per- perfect person. But I actually went to another friend first before Tristan. Ooh. Um, <laughs> because like I. This guy I was like really cool with, and I seen you know some stuff in him, but yeah. he didn't get it at all. Like mm. he was like, "Why would you buy a course? Like, why don't you just learn it on your own?" Like, and just from that, I'm like, "You're definitely not the person that I want because mm. why would I make mistakes 
on my own when I could just learn from this course over here Facts. and 10x, you know, my the path to get yeah, to where I cut the be. learning curve. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so once I heard that come out of his mouth, I was like, all right, he's definitely not the person. So then literally that's when I went home and then in my mind I'm like, Tristan, he's talented dude. Like he's he's talented. He's definitely, you know, better at some stuff than I am, vice versa. Like it's it's perfect. Mm. Like the universe was aligned from freshman year, and I and I just knew that. Yeah. And I also seen too, so I actually got involved with network marketing. He was okay. in it for a little bit, but he couldn't do it because of track. Yeah. And I knew he was a winner because he literally first event brought like fifteen people. With <laughs> I was like, who is this kid? <laughs> I was like, who is this kid? So just from that, I just knew like he was, you know, he was the one I need to talk to. And then I just had the mindset, okay, if he gets it, cool, like that's great. But if he doesn't, then it's on to the next. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. That's that's super dope. And uh, I guess my question for you then is, you know, I've, I've talked about the SMMA program uh, multiple times on the podcast now, mm -hmm. actually. And, you know, I'm sure people have heard me talk about it off camera and off, you know, the microphone and whatnot. Um, but I want you to give, you know, your best synopsis and um, just like what is Ty Lopez's SMMA program? You know, what is it in your in your eyes? Yeah, for sure. So to me, it's a stepping stone. Mm. It's not the all in be all because it doesn't give you everything that you need. It just gives you a little stepping blocks to getting to where you want to go. So like it gives you the basics. It gives you, you know good overviews of a lot of the main things. But it definitely doesn't give you everything. It's definitely going to take still knocking your head against, you know, yep. bumping your head, learning the hard way. Um, I would also say, like, you still got to invest in other courses. You got to invest in other things that's going to teach you what you need to know. But it's definitely that stepping stone. It's definitely a great tool and a resource to get to where you want to be because it's literally everything that you need. Like, there's literally been people that's made, you know, thousands of thousands of dollars a month just from that information that they got yeah. from that. So. That's super, that's super dope. Um, I want to know more so about the journey with your guys' marketing agency. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go into super detail and, you know, spill all the beans with everything, mm -hmm. but I want to know just like, was it hard? You know, what was it like going through this program? Did you just get a client right away? Was that first client hard for you to get? What were, what were some challenges? You know, this type of stuff. Yeah, for sure. So actually, our first client was a month after buying the program. Oh wow! And how much did you close that client for? Uh, I think we did like a thousand a month, fifteen hundred a month. Okay. Um, and we worked. So the client was actually Tristan's aunt. Okay. Which is like a blessing. Like she took a chance on us and yeah. everything. Like, <laughs> so we got her a month in. Um, now it was definitely hard. You know, trying to figure everything out. Um, we learned as of like eight months ago <laughs> that we were doing a lot of work. <laughs> For no reason like we were trying to do everything like we were basically like slaves like to our clients trying to do the social media management do the advertising do all these things all by ourselves mm. so like we wasted a lot of time um and i don't think it's really time wasted but you know yeah we could have been doing a lot more and being a lot more effective yeah but it was definitely hard it was a big learning curve learning all the time like going to different conferences and everything trying to figure it out um and and in terms of like just me like me and Tristan as partners, you know, that's a whole nother story trying to, you know, work together, work together as a team. Exactly. Yeah. Tell me tell me more about that. Um, and so is it just you two? Uh, you have any got any more people on the team or has it just been you two since day one? Yeah. So it's us two. We have a photographer, mm -hmm. um, a videographer, graphic designer. Um, and then I have a website guy. I haven't really used them in a minute, but yeah, uh, we have like little the resources. Yeah, we have the resources and everything. 
So specifically with the people that you work close with, um, I, I would assume, you know, Tristan um, and then Sanchez mm -hmm. as well. Uh, you know, what's it? What's the difficulties of working with, you know, a team and how is it? Is it hard getting everyone on the same page? And like, just tell me more about that. Yeah. So it's definitely it's definitely hard. Mm -hmm. um, and we're actually learning how to, you know, be better as leaders at this point in time right now, um, especially since getting the space upstairs. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the most difficult part is keeping people believing in what you have going and really seeing the vision mm. of what it is that you're doing. Um, because, you know, as 22, 23 year olds, everybody's trying to figure out their lives and what they want to do. You know, we have some of them who's in college and everything. So that's really the hardest part because like they come to us, they do believe in us, but also they also about to graduate. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to figure out, you know, what they want to do with their life. So that's really the hardest part for us right now. Um, especially when, if we don't bring them work, yeah. they're, not getting, <laughs> they're not getting paid. I feel you. So, um, I guess, you know, besides that, what are some of, and just speaking of like your whole entire entrepreneurial journey, you know, what have been some of the most challenging things, not just, you know, working with trying to figure out how to work together as a team, but what are some other, other things that you've struggled with? Yeah, for sure. So let's see. I think the biggest thing is definitely thinking much bigger, mm. much faster. Mm. Um, now, I've always been like a, a, a big thinker, but sometimes, you know, when things are going well, it's, it's hard to keep that same vision yeah. and whatnot. Um, and then also, I would say, because like based off of like my uh, life experiences, um, you know, keeping my family understanding mm. like what I have going on. Um, Ooh, yeah. That's something I can relate to as well. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I definitely see the vision. Like for example, my grandfather who's basically like raised me, he's 89 years old. He doesn't understand like what I do at all. So it's like hard for me to, you know, explain to him, like I have this going on, like mm -hmm. things are actually going well because he doesn't get it. He, he doesn't even use a phone. So yeah. how does he know you? like what I do yeah um so I, that's probably one of the hardest things in my journey because I, I sometimes get upset mm -hmm. when he's like you know do you have like the pressure of some of the like your, your grandfather and just some people that are close to you that might not get it um that pressure of them telling you to you know maybe try some other things or um are they pretty supportive along the, even though they might not get it are they pretty mm -hmm. supportive yeah yeah they're definitely pretty supportive mm -hmm. um just because I I I'm not just like sitting on my ass. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, so yeah, yeah. if I was, that'd be a whole different story. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it still is tough because they want the best for for you, but their way of wanting the best for you is not always the best way really for you. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> dude, I can relate so heavy to that. Yeah. So, I, I kind of want to touch on that, and I don't even know like what exactly what exact question I have to go off of that, but. Um, you know, how do you, when, I guess when you have these people that are telling you to go, you know, this way and they're telling you like, you know, whether they're saying it directly or not, that this is the better path for you to go, mm. but you see so clear what is in front of you mm. and like, it's this path over here, mm -hmm. right? How do you, um, and, and I guess, so these people over here are people you probably love 
trust, respect, have mm-hmm. always looked up to in your life and you value their opinion. Mm-hmm. Is that hard sometimes when you have like those people closest to you telling you to go this way and that this way is probably better, but you like you see it so clear that you're trying to go this way. So you're kind of like being tugged both ways. Yeah. Is that like uh, something that you deal with or? Yeah, definitely. And the biggest time I really dealt with that was when I dropped out of school. Mm, okay. So you dropped out of school. I dropped out of school. When was this? This was my junior year. Okay. Um, I dropped out. Why? Uh, because man, I can go on and on. <laughs> Bro, like, it just wasn't stimulating me, my mind at all. It wasn't progressing me to where I wanted to be. Like, I had this big vision of, you know, where I want to go. And I'm sitting in class literally listening to teachers who aren't teaching me what I need to know. Mm-hmm. Like, I would literally go to class. It was my last year. I would go to class. First thing I would do, open my laptop and go to entrepreneur.com or YouTube or something and just start consuming information on my own because, like, what they were teaching me was not – what I wanted to learn, and I was bored, and I felt like I was wasting my family's money. Mm. And because I, I just had this vision, and it the biggest thing was I had this business class, <laughs> and this teacher, this you know, this big guy, he would come in with a, a coke every single day and would teach about business. And I'm sitting there, like, what do you know about business? <laughs> you wouldn't be teaching right now at this school. Now, I don't know what he had going on in life, but. I'm pretty sure yeah, yeah. he had no idea what he was talking about. So mm-hmm. it just got to a point where I was just like. Didn't add up. It didn't, didn't add up. It, it literally just no dots connected. Mm. And that's when I knew, okay, I need to make a decision for myself and, and do what's best for me. Regardless of what my family says. Like, I was scared to death to tell my family. And then we, my gra- I told my grandpa first, and Ooh. he told the whole family. <laughs> then, we had, then we had a family reunion literally three months later, so I was getting grilled. <laughs> <laughs> how, um, do you say str- how do you stay strong in, in, you know, when you are just in there and getting grilled, you know? Is that, is that something that, uh, like, what would be your advice to give to someone that is experiencing that same thing? Mm-hmm. I would just say stay true to what you believe in. Mm. Because, like, you're going to have those people come up to you and, and tell you certain things or try to persuade your mind a different way, but you have to stay solid in your way of thinking. Because it's easy to hear an opinion from someone you love and trust and then buy into what they believe. Mm-hmm. But for me, I've always bought into what I believe mm-hmm. and bought into the lifestyle that I want. And the main thing I do when I decide on who I listen to, I look at that person's lifestyle and I look at, you know, how they live. And if it doesn't add up, add up then... Mind. It's not, it's not right for me. Dude, I can relate heavy. Um, I could sit here and talk to you for, for another <laughs> hour and a half. Um, yeah. But we're, we are running out of time, so I'm going to kind of wrap this up with some five, like five questions, five or six questions that um, are going to be kind of quick, rapid mm-hmm. fire that I, that I ask everyone. Um, but the first one being, um, you know, what's your definition of success? Yeah, so my definition of success, and I like – and I think this comes from no, Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. It's the ideal, idealization of, of a worthy idea or realization. I forgot what it is. But basically, in my own words, yeah, it's whatever you want to do. And if you do it, you're a success. Okay. Yeah. So uh, turning your dreams into reality. Exactly. Manifesting your vision um, and it being in line with what you were actually – envisioning for yourself right right and it could be anything it could be if you want to be a teacher if you go and be a teacher 
you are successful. Mm. If you want to go work out every single day and you do it, you are a success. Mm. So whatever it is, whatever idea it is, and you do it, you're successful, no matter how big or small. I love it. Do you have any mentors? I have a lot of, yes, I do have a mentor. Um, one that I just like recently like reached out to, he's actually a family friend. So okay. I guess he's the one person in my, he grew up with my mom and he grew up with my aunt and stuff, but I never like really reached out to him, but he's yeah. pretty successful. So I just, you know. How does someone find a mentor? You have to be searching for one. Mm. They're not just going to come to you. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be searching and you have to be ready. Um, I, I like what I like what Ty Lopez says. He says, "Once the student is ready, the mentor will appear." Mm. So they're only going to appear once you're ready, or if you're seeking for it. Yeah. What uh, are two of your favorite books that you've read? Rich Dad Poor Dad, the first one I ever read. That book changed my life, mm-hmm. changed the whole trajectory of my life for sure. And then, hmm, man, there's so many good ones. And I think the next one I can really think about is, all right, I'm going to say two, either Think, Grow Rich Mm -hmm. or How to Win Friends and Influence People. I love those books. Uh, Touch on Think and Grow Rich real quick. You know, what what was the biggest things that you took away from that book? Definitely um, goals, reading your goals every day, like getting that deep burning desire and really truly believing it and taking actionable steps to going and getting it. Mm. That was the biggest thing for Think Grow Rich. Um, how about How to Win Friends? Yeah, so How to Win, really everything in that book because <laughs> I tested it. Everything that they said, yeah. it, I tested it and it was it was true, like it worked um, because communication is the biggest part on getting what you want, I believe, mm-hmm. and knowing how to talk to people. Because I never really always, I never like always been good at like, you know, I've always, Growing up, I was like the quiet guy, or I was like more like reserved. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even say shy. I try to steer away from the word shy because I think that's a a projected, you know, mm. personality trait that people put on people. Yep. And I'm trying to like really get away from that. For sure. But I was like definitely like more reserved. Didn't really put myself out there. And that book helped me a lot when it came to building relationships and and putting myself out there more and making a better impression on people. Mm. Spot on, bro. I love it. Um, what would you say your why is? You know, what kind of impact do you want to have on the world? Why do you wake up in the morning? What's that vision for you? Why do you do the things that you do? For sure. So my biggest why for me is, for one, the way I grew up as a, a kid, it, was not Id- it wasn't ideal. Mm. Um, so we didn't, re- like, really get into this. But, you know, my dad wasn't really around, um, in and out of prison, on drugs, uh, my mom, she was struggling growing up, trying to take care of me and my sister. Wasn't living the quality of life that she should have been living, you know. Got sick with breast cancer. Mm. Um, so my biggest why really is like building something for my family that, you know, and give my family a life that I didn't really have growing up, that I craved growing up, but I really didn't have. Um, and also making my mom proud because my freshman year, she actually passed away from cancer. Oh, wow. Um, Sorry to hear that, bro. Appreciate it. And... You know, seeing her pass away at like forty-two or whatever, mm-hmm. that made that woke me up. I was like, "Damn, life is short, and I'll be damned if I don't get what I want." And then, you know, not really have anything to pass on to, you know, my family's family's family. Um, so, and then also my grandfather, because he he basically raised me my whole life. He's put everything into me, like everything. Mm-hmm. So, 
I just feel like I need to repay him back or at least show him that, you know, thank thank you. Like, everything you taught me was well worth it. Um, so. Yeah, 100%. That's powerful. Um, so where can people find you? For sure. So you can find me on Instagram at IM.JMAT. Um, and then my Twitter is Josh Matt underscore I believe I have been on Twitter <laughs> so long. I but, feel you there. But main, mainly Instagram at I am that JMet. <laughs> but and then so um, right now the mic is all you. So if there's anything else that you want to say, give a shout out to anyone or plug anything before I ask the last question. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would just say since I would just say if you're listening right now, um, you know, decide what you want out of life and make key decisions that's going to direct you to getting whatever it is that is mm. because the biggest thing in my life that's really put me in a position that i'm in now is the ability to make the knowing what i want and then making a decision to go in and get it because one thing i found is when you make a decision literally all the resources and things that you need like show up it's like magic like mm. for real yeah like real life magic um so that's like my little my little the secret right it's there. The secret right there. <laughs> I like that, dude. That goes back to uh, something that, um, you know, just through some like Napoleon Hill readings and whatnot, just it talks about how human beings, the most powerful thing that we have is the power of choice, mm -hmm. making the decision because, you know, like the compound effect and these types of things, each decision, you know, that you make leads you in a different direction and, you know, you know, leads you into a different uh, future that you create for yourself and like looking back on it and everything, um, you know, you can connect the dots, mm -hmm. you know, looking backwards, but you can't connect the dots really going forward. Exactly. Um, so it's just making sure that you're making decisions, like you said, and making those choices that are in line with what your vision is. Mm -hmm. Because obviously nothing's going to play out 100% picture perfect mm -hmm. with your vision and things are, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Um, but you can have, you know, uh, how do I word it? You can have a true influence and, um, you can have, you can, you're the one responsible for your, for your life and where's mm -hmm. it, where it goes in your future. You know, when you're 80 years old, you know, I truly believe that anyone who's older, I mean, you have to take responsi responsibility for where you're at in life because of the actions and decisions you made in the past. Mm -hmm. So that right there, that, that decision making is huge. Um, so that's a good piece of advice for sure. Okay. Uh, my last question, though, for you. So this is this is something how I, I end every single podcast. Um, so if you go on and, you know, you build up your agency to multi-million dollar agency, you know, you're traveling, you're doing everything that you really envision yourself doing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you do everything, you know, you turn everything into reality um, based off of your why, you know, making the people closest to you, you know, making your mom proud, making your family proud. You, you achieve all of this, mm -hmm. right? And you get to the very end of your life and everything that you've put out into the world, the information that you've put out, the things that you've built, um, that legacy that you've built for yourself is just wiped off the face of the earth. In that moment, you have one thing that you can, you know, one lesson that you can leave your family and the, the people that are closest to you. What would be that lesson? Hmm. That's a deep question right there, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what would I... What would I leave with my family if everything got wiped away? That one lesson, that one piece of advice. Got you. Hmm. 
Gotta think about it. Gotta give a good answer. <laughs> um, I would say to always care about people mm. and listen. Because, so for me, I think listening is one of, like, the truest ways to show people that you care about them. Because mm-hmm. I, I pride myself on my listening skills. Like, I think it was, like, a benefit of me not being the talker because, you know, I listen to people. And I believe people always tell me, like, you know, you're a good listener. And they, you know, they come back and they, they, they appreciate that. And that, to them, that shows that they, that you really care about them. Mm-hmm. Um so definitely care about people, be a good listener because if you're a good listener, you'll find out people's true needs mm-hmm. you'll f- and you'll figure out how you can really help them and truly impact their life because that I think that goes a long way. 100%. Dude, that's powerful. That's super powerful. We're right on, bro. I appreciate you coming out and being on the show. Um, you know, this is another episode, an episode 22 of the Novelty Voice podcast. We're about to hop up off of here and go check out their new office upstairs (laughs) uh what floor is it on the ninth floor ninth floor so right on we're here at 120 market suites 120 collective wave one media this is adam karendang another episode of novelty voice signing off peace